Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. And welcome to episode number 45 of Linux in the Handshack. I'm Russ, K5TUX. Unfortunately right now, Richard is in a state of limbo because the power is out and the internet is out down in the Dallas area where he is. And he's going to try and join us later if he can, but right now I'm going to have to kind of do this solo. Which is alright because there's no solo about it for me tonight. We're going to be talking about Ohio Linux Fest for the entire show tonight. And we've got four folks from the Ohio Linux Fest who are going to tell us probably more than we ever wanted to know about OLF 2010. The first person we've got on here is uh, Dennis. He's known as Bear One on the IRC, for anybody who's familiar with him. Welcome to the show, Dennis. Thank you. Good evening. From the show that we had on last year as well, uh, Beth Lynn Eicher, who is apparently the media mogul and the promotion queen of OLF. That's what I was told anyway. Thank you. It's great to be back. Well, it's great to have you. It's great to have you as well, Dennis. Then we've also got the ever-present Moose. We don't get a chance to talk to Moose very much, but I understand that you talk to everybody else all the time. I talk nonstop. (laughs) Well, welcome (laughs) to the show. It's great to have you here. Well, if if you talk all the time, then I guess I'm just going to sit back and let you guys ramble. But last but not least, we've also got Rob from Ohio Linux Fest, who handles a lot of the uh, people interaction stuff, and I know he was hanging around the exhibition a lot last year when we set up and gave us a lot of help. So thanks for showing up tonight, Rob. Yeah, thanks, Russ. First-time caller, long-time listener. Good. (laughs) That just made me think of Dr. Laura for some reason. Anyway... I don't think we should probably get off on that topic. <laughs> I don't think we want to go there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we want to go there either. Let me see if I can bring up my little syllabus that was actually provided from you guys here on what you wanted to talk about, so I have somewhere to go with this tonight. Richard usually has something witty and comical to say, and, of course, he's not here, so, you know, that's how it works. Oh, wait, here it is. Oh, no, 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 actually, this is the one where I was turned down for a talk. Anyone want to com- comment on that? Yeah, what the heck happened, man? I actually tried to get in touch with you to offer you a slot on Friday for our early penguins. I sent you multiple email messages. I tried calling the number you gave us for three days and got nothing but busy signals. I was heartbroken, man, heartbroken. Oh, well, hmm, that must have been a few days ago when I was having problems with the dial-in number. (laughs) 
But how come I got this one where you sent that, you know, I hadn't made it, and I didn't get all those other ones saying, you know, do you want to do it? Because I would have said, yeah. I can't answer that. I can resend you every one of the ones I sent you. Oh, it's okay. A little too late at this point. Yeah. I really, really wanted to to, uh, to take that talk and have it great. still does. I hope you resubmit it next year so I can take it then. Yeah, I will definitely resubmit it next year. I'd like to do it again. Plus, I really didn't have time to update it from self anyway, and I would like to make some changes. So give me, a, you know, next next year I will definitely do better about putting that back in and hopefully have a phone number that actually works. That would be good. Yeah. And an email address that actually connects with my email address and yeah. details. Yeah, small, small things, I know. Okay, well, I can't find the thing you sent me said what you wanted to talk about tonight. But I assume you want to talk I'm about the festival. I'm going to it to you, Russ. Okay. I don't understand where all my email is going these days. It's never, up never in the sky. It's really sad. It makes me sad. Well, according to the one that I got from, best sent to you, sent to me, too, and everybody else was, Moose was going to answer questions about the programming and content. Rob was going to talk about uh, Expo and talk about how much fun he had uh, with you at the Dayton Ham Fest. Beth was going to talk about some stuff, and I was going to talk about some things. Yeah, that's that's the one I'm looking for, and you know, I I really had that honest earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I filed it someplace useful, and of course I can't find it now. Do not file under trash. Oh, here it is. <laughs> I found it. Okay, so now that I've got two minutes of audio to cut out, let's see. The first person on the list is Moose, and uh, it says you can answer questions on the programming at OLF and the content of the show. So uh, what, why don't we start with uh, when the show is. That, that's a good place to go. And uh, when you talk about when the show is, you can talk about what's going to happen on each of the days that the show is running. So let's start there. You sure about this? I can go on for about half an hour. Uh, I can cut you off. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. So, the High Linux Fest is running from September 10th through September 12th. Um, the majority of the conference is on Friday and Saturday, with the biggest part, including the expo and all, on Saturday. Um, Sunday is, is uh, a limited set of programming. Um, where we do uh, the certification testing for LPI and VSDA and our diversity and open source workshop to try to encourage a more diverse community in all open source projects. Um, our Friday schedule started out originally with just the OLFU track, which even before that started out for the LPI cram sessions for people who wanted to take the LPI certification tests on Sunday. And uh, after doing that for a year, OLF partnered with the League of Professional System Administrators, known as LOPSA, to offer some classes aimed towards system administrators. And uh, we expanded further than that. We actually also have class, a uh, Linux Basics class, which is designed for people who are really bare bones new to Linux and they really want to learn how to install Linux on their machine, but, but they're looking for, I guess the best way to put it is a little hand-holding 
someone who is experienced in walking people through the installation of Linux and, and what it is and why you run it and that type of thing will do that. And the rest of our classes are all geared toward system administrators. We have 10 brilliant, really fantastic talks for Saturday. We can't take them all. Um, what if we gave some airtime to some of the others on Friday? And it was popular enough that we decided to do it again this year. And so we've got five talks that we were unfortunately unable to take on Saturday that will be happening on Friday. And at the end of the Friday sessions, we're also going to have uh, our big buddy Mad Dog, John Hall, doing a evening keynote for us on Friday. Friday also has the start of our medical track, which runs on Saturday, too, which is devoted to the idea of open source in medicine, the idea that um, anything from keeping track of medical records, uh, medical development, anything like that, people who are interested who, who are interested in using open source in medicine and who are in medicine itself and are looking for more open source solutions are welcome and encouraged to go to this track. And then new this year we have an UbuCon for Ubuntu community people who are curious about Ubuntu, people who use and develop Ubuntu are welcome to come and listen to a bunch of tracks and meet other Ubuntu people on Friday. Now, we have amazing keynotes this year. Um, Stormy Peters from the GNOME project is doing our uh, morning keynote and she is posed to talk about how people are trusting more and more free things on their desktop, but just because they're free, they're not really open source. And so what are people actually opening themselves up to by using these resources? And in the evening, um, we have Monty Christopher Montgomery from Zip. This is the man who wrote the audio format and as part of this helps encourage more open source media formats and he'll be talking about next generation open source media um, especially now that who's at Apple is saying things like well everything is everything has a patent all media stuff has a patent uh, where can we go from here and we're going to have Mad Dog do a second talk as well on Saturday um, Mad Dog's Saturday talk is all about his 60th birthday and what he's been doing for the past 40 years, whereas his Friday talk is about a uh, project designed to get computing and the training of system administrators into low-income areas. The variety of talks that we have over the four tracks, not even counting the open source solution stage and the medical tracks, uh, range from stuff for beginners, stuff for hobbyists, stuff for experts, some for developers, stuff for programmers, um, stuff for people who are just curious about Linux, um, stuff for system administrators. We have talks on um, developing on game platforms with open source tools. We have a talk about um, using what's effectively a point-and-click interface to learn how to code. Um, we're talking about databases, about video editing, about uh, BSD, about um, 
building community in various ways, about um, embedded hardware, uh, and then some. That's the, the, the bulk overview of pretty much what's going on on the on all three days. The 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 biggest chunk of the conference, all of the talks are on Saturday, but there's still a lot of stuff going on on Friday as well. Okay, well let's uh, start with UbuCon since that's a new thing going on this year. Have you been to or been involved with a UbuCon at another conference previous to this one? I have not, but I believe Beth Lynn has. I'm kind of curious how formal or informal the UbuCon is. I know Self had one, and I know they exist at a lot of conferences other than OLF and Self. They're they're kind of a conference within a conference uh, in context. And I was curious. Uh, I know they're community driven and everything, but is it is it more like a birds of a feather, or is it more like a tutorial? Um, well, Beth Lynn can correct me. She's been to one. Sorry, you want to go on, Beth Lynn? It is really about the user experience at an UbuCon. So anything that is Ubuntu-related is fair game to be discussed at a UbuCon. You know, when is that going on? It was Friday, I believe you said. Or I think it was Friday. Or I could have forgotten already. But Friday, we kick it off at 10 a.m. on September the 10th. As I was pointing out in the IRC channel, this will be exactly one month before the Meerkat release. For those who do not pay attention to the release cycle of Ubuntu, it tends to release on October and April. Well, this year they're capitalizing on the 10th month, the 10th day, the 10th year, the 10th hour, and the 10th minute for their release. Not the 10th second? They're just going to kind of leave that one out? (laughs) I'm not entirely clear as to which time zone that they're going with either, but anyhow, I thought that it was interestingly coincidental that we'll be kicking off at 10 a.m. on September the 10th for the UberCon. That works out pretty well for them. I, I was late to that party when I figured out that they release uh, the .04 release in April and the .10 release in October. It's, it seems so obvious, but unless you're thinking about it, it's not really there in front of you. I know you're working John Mad Dog Hall to the bone, but that's kind of what he does, I guess, when he's not teaching down in Connecticut or wherever he's from. Um, he's kind of our, I guess you could say, our godfather. He's he's uh, he's a part of the of Oella. He seems to be a part of everything. He's kind of like Klaatu. <laughs> he always gets his nose in somehow. Anyway, it'll be good to hear him. I, I haven't actually, up till now, had the chance to hear him speak, because usually when I'm at a conference um, uh, exhibiting and uh, don't get a chance to get out much. Now, last year I did see some of the early Penguin track, so I do hope to, to get to that some as well this year. And I'd really like to see some of the talks on Saturday. I just don't know how well it's going to work out, because I usually find myself spending most of my time on the exhibit floor. So there's never enough time. No. 
No, there isn't. All right, so is there anything uh, you want to say by way of uh, segue into the next thing, Moose, about uh, the general goings-on? Uh, what about, like, after parties and social events and things like that? Probably Bethlehem's better to talk about this, but, yeah, we have a, a um, you know, I, I'm not as heavily involved in this as I, I could be. Uh, we do have a plan pre-party Friday night. Um, I'm not sure we've nailed down exactly where that's going to be that yet, and... Yes, we can announce that now. This is breaking news. We are proud to announce a new pre-party venue at Frogs, Bear, and Wild Boar. No, that's not at Bear's House or Conchair. The a bar is actually called Frog, Bear, and Wild Boar, which is just one block away from the Drury Hotel, the official hotel of the Ohio Olympics. All right, that sounds good. Now, is that going to be that's going to be Friday night sometime? Yes, it will be Friday night. Taking off about 8 o'clock until we fall over. And this pre-party is proudly sponsored by Nagios. Yay, Nagios. I still use them. There's some good stuff. One of these days we'll have to do a show on Nagios. Who's who's invited to the pre-party? Everybody? Just anybody who shows up? More the merrier? Everybody. Come on down. Well, that sounds good. I think I'll come on down. <laughs> No way! I, I thought that the rule was you actually had to be you had to be registered person, or is that only for the after party, Bethlyn? Well, if you're not registered for the conference by the time you get to the pre-party, we'll figure out some way to get you registered by that time. You can have a registration booth uh, at the beer line. That would be amusing. That would that would I I just. Now I now I have this this image of the guy who generally does our registration with a beer in one hand, typing on the computer with the other hand. You know, with Wi-Fi and general mobility these days, there's no reason why you can't, right? Right. That is a great introduction to uh, OLF 2010, which, by the way, is called How Will Free Change the World? We are now going to talk to Rob, who is king of the exhibition floor at Ohio Linux Fest, knows everything there is about those people who show up and hawk their wares, where it's going to be, what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and all that good stuff. So, Rob, go ahead and ramble. Thanks, Russ. Uh, the expo is going on on Saturday. Uh, it's starting at 8 a.m. and ending with the keynote. Uh, there are a lot of exciting sponsors who are joining us this year, uh, some faces we haven't seen and uh, some that we have. Uh, we also were featuring a full-size hotel suite in the middle of our expo this year, uh, should be pretty interesting. Uh, I also wanted to mention that we have a uh, landville.org is coming in and doing a, uh, a gaming area this year. Uh, so there's a lot of excitement in that. But, yeah, it, it's going to be a fun, happening place. All right. You're going to have to talk more about it than that, my friend. I mean, Moose went on for 20 minutes. I mean, you got to give us more. Well, hey, I know Moose. <laughs> I already gave you the, the hotel room. I don't know where else to go. Okay, well, give us the lowdown on the hotel room. What's Why is there a hotel room, and what's the deal behind that? The city of Columbus is building a gigantic hotel across from the uh, convention center in order to compete with other cities. So they have a mock-up in the middle of our expo. Okay. And what a hotel room would look like. Hmm, I'm guessing it would look like a hotel room. 
Exactly. It's for the new Hilton Hotel that's being built across the street from the convention center. Ah, okay. So this is going to be like, you know, like fully working and everything, and minus plumbing, I assume, where you can just go in there, kind of check it out. I is it going to be like yep. a suite, you know, like a presidential suite kind of thing, or is it just going to be your average room? I believe so. Yeah, I think it's going to be the average type room. The average type room. Okay. Now, just out of curiosity, what does this have to do with free and open source software? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's there. But anyway, let me get back to talking about our sponsors. Yeah, let's do so, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of uh, great sponsors this year. Uh, of course, Xenos is coming and joining us again. Uh, we have OpenNMS as well as Nagios. So we have open source monitoring pretty much covered this year. So we're going to see Nagios at the pre-party, um, but not necessarily at the expo, but they are one of our sponsors, and we do like to, you know, let you know that they're coming. Well, they're not going to have a presence on the show floor that you know of? That's too bad. I like the Nagios guys. Well, you'll just have to visit their table at the pre-party. Well, I can they handle that. They have an open source solution stage talk, too. Absolutely. So they're going to be talking on Saturday, I take it. Correct. Well, that sounds good. And at least they'll be uh, well represented. And and they're sponsoring the show, which, how can you beat that? Yes. All right. So who who else do we need to give props to who sponsored the show? Who's who's like giving out, who's like paying for the t-shirts and who's uh, who's making the show run this year? Well, Cine Nominees uh, sponsoring the t-shirts this year. Uh, we also have Pantech. Uh, they're the bag sponsors this year. So what is uh, I'm not familiar with Cine Nomine. What do they do? They are um, a, basically like a consulting company. You come to them. Uh, companies come to them with problems that need to be done in, within their company. Technical. They're looking for technical solutions, and Cine Nomine is the problem solver. Rob, are you still with us? There you go. I am. Okay. <laughs> well, you've got some strange noise coming from your end. I think Klaatu is landing in your backyard with Gort. <laughs> I've got a really clutchy solution here. So. <laughs> so do you have any other um, exhibitors uh, at the forefront of your brain who are going to be there? I know uh, the Linux Link Tech Show is going to be there, and I know we're going to be there. Uh, what about, like, software guys? Uh, Sousa, Fedora, those folks are going to be there? Absolutely. Uh, Sousa, of course, KDE, you know, Red Hat, Fedora, they're all going to be there, so. All right, sounds good. And, uh, this, the exhibition is going to be in the same place it was last year, in that sort of hallway inside the convention center? Exactly. All right, that sounds good. Um, now which, which way, out of curiosity, is the Drury from where that is? I know, um, last year we were in the hotel that was attached to the convention center, but the jury's not attached. Which which direction is it from the convention hall? It's past the food court, I believe. Okay, so it's on the so it's basically at the opposite end. Yes. Okay. Is it still attached? It's attached by a walkway from the uh, the southeast corner of the food court over to the Drury Inn. So if the weather's bad, you can use the uh, walkway through. Otherwise, it's nice. You can actually walk out across the, um, the area, get into the food court, then take the elevator up to the second floor, and, and then just walk straight over. Okay, that's great. But at least it's still attached to the convention center, which is always yeah. handy in case the weather's bad. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's an enclosed walkway. Okay, that's great. Now, uh, last year there was a there was a thing about wireless access inside the convention center, which basically meant there wasn't any. Is that the same situation this year? Let me go ahead and uh, let Beth Lynn talk about that, or, or Moose take that question. Uh, <laughs> the, the short answer is, it still costs an arm, six legs, and a pancreas to get it, but Beth Lynn has some schemes percolating in her brain to see if maybe we can't come up with a way to do it anyway. Is this something we can talk about, or is the convention center going to clamp down on you guys if we let it let them out of the bag? Oh, no, the convention. It's, if we do it, we will do it legitimately. We do not want to piss off the convention center. We have a really good relationship with them, and there's no reason to 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 damage that. Um, we've worked, we've negotiated a, a nice deal for it. It's just a matter of paying for the wireless now. It's not going to be cheap, but uh, it's it's doable. Okay, so if you guys wind up with enough extra money in the purse, you'll be able to set up some sort of localized wireless access for the exhibitors and those people wandering around the, the exhibit hall? Exactly. Right. A plan is in the works to raise the funds to make that happen. Yeah. Okay, and if it doesn't happen to happen, then you'll just have to go over to, like, the food area or basically anywhere other than where the exhibitors are and sign up for the exorbitantly priced... Um, convention center wireless access, which you know, it's it's kind of sad. I don't know how they managed to get that signal to die right at the edge of the convention center uh, exhibit floor, but uh, they they've made it work somehow. Well, I know I signed up for it last year. I think it cost like ten dollars or something. I needed wireless for like seven minutes, and uh, I, I had to pay for it that way. But I know when I walked away from wherever the wireless was, I turned the corner to where our booth ha- was sitting. And wireless went immediately away. They they can control the uh, wireless nodes down there very stringently. But if all goes well, yes, we'll all the exhibitors will be able to have wireless and possibly uh, attendees. We just have to figure out a way of paying for it. Okay, well, let, we'll all sit here and cross our fingers and toes and hope for that, because I would love to have some network access this time. And I'm actually going to make sure that I don't forget, and I'm going to have some radio gear up there as well this time, some actual working radio gear, which uh, should make it interesting anyway. Maybe I can blow out the Wi-Fi with it. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> why can't you do Ethernet over ham? Uh, you can actually, in a, in a way, you can do TCP/IP over some of the newer ham technologies. Unfortunately, the data rates are fairly slow because uh, radio frequency spectrum doesn't allow for as much bandwidth as uh, you know copper wire or or fiber wire. But I may be able to demonstrate some uh, Ethernet and VoIP connectivity with amateur radio, so that should be interesting. Now it says here that in this in this little uh, missive that I have from you guys from. Beth Lynn specifically, that you're going to provide me some words of encouragement about the uh, Mid-America GNU Linux Networkers Conference. So what, what words of wisdom and encouragement do you have for me? You know, you, you just have to plug your nose, but jump right down into the deep end, and you will swim quite nicely. I've been emailing back and forth with Cheryl, and I'm pretty confident 
that she knows well enough about large event planning and the open source community, and I feel that you guys are in good hands for a pretty good show. Would that be in St. Louis? Right now, as things sit, it will be in St. Louis if we manage to get some money coming in and sign off on the hotel contract before they say the date is closed. <laughs> so if, in fact, we get that done before they tell us it's too late, then it will be on the 6th and 7th of May, 2011, at the Union Station Marriott in St. Louis, which is... A, a nice location. The the hotel has like recently been completely renovated, and it is still the Union Station train station, you know, from back in the early 1900s. So it's a great place to have the conference, and they've got lots of new conference space and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and of course, there's a mall built into Union Station, so there's lots of restaurants and lots of shops and everything like right there where the convention is, and there's even a public transit station inside the convention center area as well, so you can get to almost anywhere in the St. Louis area uh, via public transit. It should be a great place to have a show if we can, you know, do what it takes to pull it off. You basically need a flagship sponsor to make the commitment to make it a go. Yeah, and I was actually going to ask Rob about that, and if this is something that can't be aired, go ahead and let me know. But I wanted to ask you, when you're looking for sponsors, is this like I send out or you guys send out a flood of emails to everybody you can think of, or do you actually like get on the phone and talk to people or both? You know, Russ, uh, I mean, emails, they go a long way, but you're really never going to match, you know, a phone conversation. I mean, Beth Lynn could back me up on this. It's you really have to get out there and actually talk to the sponsors. What Russ isn't telling you is that he has blackmail material for... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I see. So if you have compromising photos, you definitely want to talk to those people first? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, sponsors. <laughs> well, we're not talking to anyone specifically yet. All right. We so. love our sponsors. They're great. Sponsors are always great. Sponsors give you money. I mean, no one can be more important than those than the sponsors. Mm, okay, I'd agree with that. Except the attendees, well, of course. Access was involved with sponsoring the Hamvention there in Dayton for uh, this show, the Linux and the Hamshack exhibited there. That's right. Ohio Linux Fest did some great sponsorship at the show at the Dayton Hamvention this year. I don't remember how many CDs you brought. I think it was about 100, Rob, if I'm not mistaken. And those things went like hotcakes. Yeah, I was really happy to see them leave. Well, we were really ha happy to see them show up and then to see them leave. <laughs> Ham and hotcakes. I mean, there's breakfast. Uh, yeah, that's right. I think I think it came up uh, sometime earlier in our podcast that everything is ultimately about bacon. <laughs> All right. This this email also says that Klaatu and Zonker are going to prep us for performing our best for audio streaming and IRC listeners. But you know, Klaatu's not here, and he told me to stick it up my you know badger because he wasn't going to show up tonight. 
Um, Watu is elusive like that. He's a daily. What can you expect? <laughs> and I'm going to do all I can to disparage his name since he's not here. You can't trust those podcasters, you know, like shady characters. Oh, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. Okay, so uh, Zonker is not here either. We're the only ones who love you, Russ. Yeah, I know. That's okay. Partner, you know, he rigged that power outage. Um, sometimes I wonder. You know, <laughs> I really do. He could just be like, you know, maybe I just want to eat out tonight. I don't want to do this podcast thing, and I'm just going to make it sound like, you know, there's no power here because he's five hours away, and there's no way I can check. Well, if there's no power, how did he get a cell phone connection? Or did he? Um, well, he texted me on his cell phone. I mean, that should be fairly, you know, cell phone towers have battery backups and generator power, so. For, for some period of time, but, you know. Well, that's true. But, I mean, maybe it's just his house, you know. Maybe maybe a tornado went through his living room and nowhere else. He should ham in his appearance, like. Well, I don't, I'm not sure he's quite that talented. I don't know if I give him that much credit. Everything I say is falling flat tonight, isn't it? You got you guys are a tough audience. I'm sorry. I'm easily just a sparkly. Ooh. <laughs> oh look, a kitty. <laughs> Did you know that our registration is free as in zero cost to anybody who can get there? But the catch is that you have to actually, you know, register. Well, how can they register? You go to ohioanix.org, you click on register. We don't get too invasive about your personal information. We just want to know what you prefer to be called and your email address, and we'll sign you up. That's really all there is to it. All right, I'm going to sound like all podcasty official now, but here we go. So why should people register for the Ohio Linux Fest? Why is it important that folks register? Why is it important that folks register? Because we, as a 501c3 nonprofit, do not have the funds to consult the psychic hotline at the rate of $6 a minute to figure out whether or not you will be in attendance at the Ohio Next Fest. Hey, Russ, did you register yet for the Ohio Next Fest? You know, as a matter of fact, I have not, but I'm going to do so right after we get done here. Actually, I can give you a really, really good and important reason why people should register, even if they're going as an enthusiast, a free attendee. Our sponsors want to know that they are going to have an audience, that they, they are going to be talking to people. We need to be able to tell our sponsors, hey, look, we have a 1,000 people pre-registered. That's a minimum of a 1,000 people who say they're going to come, and you're going to be able to talk to them. These are people who may become one of your customers. This is this, And since this is the sponsors, they are our income. They are the people who... Bring us the money to enable us to do this, enable us to do three days of stuff, enable us to have, you know, classes and UbuCon and, and um, five, six tracks of talks and all that stuff. 
that that's why you register so that our sponsors will know that people are coming and they will continue to give us nice juicy money so that we can do all the nice juicy OLF programming. How's that for an answer? Sounds like a Sounds great like answer. Great. But here's the thing. You have free registration. In other words, anyone who wants to sign up as an enthusiast can attend all of the stuff pretty much at OLF for entirely no money at all. I mean, it might cost you a little bit in gas to get there. You may have to get a hotel room and whatnot. Oh, and if you actually book a hotel room, make sure you do it through the OhioLinux.org website so that they know that uh, you're booked through them and they get credit towards whatever deal you've got going on with the Drury. want to make sure that gets out there. But people can also uh, register as supporters or as professionals for a little bit more money. And uh, what, what do those added fees get for you if uh, some people want to register that way? Well, the $65 um, supporter pass basically says you are, you are a supporter. You are getting uh, a little swag for helping put the Ohio Linux Fest together. And so we give you a lunch, really nice lunch on Saturday. And then we also give you a amazingly awesome conference t-shirt. If you haven't seen the image yet, uh, which is available on the OhioLinux.org website, it asks the question, how will free change the world? Save the world? Good. I need a nap. And the word free is made up of a zillion different words and people. It's really a nifty design. And we do not sell these t-shirts. They only go to people who register as um, supporter or professional. The professional pass is for people who want to take the OLFU classes, including the Linux Basics, how to install Linux on a laptop class, uh, and the sysadmin classes. And for $350, you get a tra day of training with professionals, and also includes, of course, the LPI CRAM class. And lunch on both days, and of course the cool T-shirt, and uh, a smile, and an optional hug. Excellent. Let me go back to the LPI training for just a second. Um, do they actually provide? Um, I, I last time I did anything with the LPI, they had um, the 101 and the or the 100 level and the 200 level and there were two tests involved with each will LPI be giving any or all of those tests for those interested the, the tests are on Sunday uh, uh, Friday is offers the the LPI cram session the cram session it's an all-day class that prepares people who want to take the LPI 101 class oh, 101 test excuse me on Sunday during the certification period, um, all of the 100 level, 200 level, and 300 level classes, or excuse me again, 300 level uh, exams are available with the exception of one, which is the LPI 304. It's a brand new test called High Availability and Virtualization. Uh, LPI is giving us a discounted rate. Each of the exams, and you can take as many as you want throughout the, the, the time, cost $109 for each of the exams, except for the 301, which is $179. Um, there's information on our website you need to register for the exams ahead of time. And there's uh, email, and I need to, I have some more information to pop up there that I got from them. 
Um, you need to get an, an ID through LPI and you need to bring a government photo ID. So we know that you're not hiring Joe Bob to take your uh, exam, your certification exam. Um, now the thing is, is the, the cost of the LPI exams and the BSDA exam that are available as well on Sunday are not included in the cost of the professional pass. So if you take the LPI class and you want to take the exams on Sunday, you still have to pay for the exams. Okay, okay. duly noted. Yeah, this, this is just a, uh, a question that amuses me when I think about it. Um, was there any thought about when you named the tutorial sessions on Friday OLFU that it might be sh should be called something else? You know, the first year I was involved in OLFU was the first year that the League of Professional System Administrators partnered with the Ohio Linux Fest. And I said, do you really want to call it this? And Bethlehem laughed and said, yeah, why not? Um, so it's Bethlehem's fault? Well, to be honest, um, the LOPSA does the same thing with scale, and they call it scale you. Now, scale doesn't end with an F, so it doesn't have that vaguely scatological sound. <laughs> um, but it really means OLF University. No, I understand. I, I guess I'm glad it's not just me who thinks of that when I, when I hear it set out. I mean, it looks perfectly normal when you see it, but when you say it, you have to wonder. All right, let me see what else I can do here. What else we have on this list of stuff that we're supposed to do? Okay, it says here, and, and Barry, you haven't done a lot of talking tonight, so it says you're going to put together some talking points to make sure that the rest of the guys here in the chat are not forgetting anything. Did you actually do that, or did you forget? No, I actually did it. I set out the whole... The whole list of them, and they've done a pretty good job of covering it. Is there anything that's been missed? Anything you want to contribute that uh, hasn't been discussed, or did we did we pretty much nail it? Well, I think a lot of ways we pretty much nailed it. Uh, it's it's a great show. One of the things I think a lot of people don't realize um, is this is totally put on by an all volunteer organization. Nobody, none of us are paid to do this. We do this out of love, or the open source uh, software and the operating system, and to get the word out about it. So, so how many uh, how many people are officially involved in the Ohio Linux Fest as far as putting it on and, and keeping it running? I mean, uh, do you want to give out everybody's name so we can uh, let everybody know who's involved and how important they are to the show? We'll miss people if we try, and then they'll be hard to oh, yeah. try, and we'll have to kill them. On an average meeting night, which is usually Monday nights, uh, we usually average around um, 30, 32 people for the meetings. Okay, well, that's excellent. Let me ask you this, then, since we're talking about volunteerism and uh, community-driven aspects of the show, is there something that people who are listening to this might be able to contribute in some fashion uh, to helping the show go on? And if so, how would they do that? We are... Definitely looking for physical volunteers, people who would like to uh, help out on site during the conference. There are uh, ways that people can help by simply putting up images on their website. They, there are flyers that people can print out. There's um, Ohio Linux Fest 
Twitter channels and Facebook pages, and uh, anything that you see can be retweeted or shared or which, whichever format you're doing. If you go to ohiolinux.org slash how-to-help, how-to-help with dashes in between, there's a whole mess of things. There's There's blog posts you can link to. There's articles that you can dig or stumble upon. There's uh, videos that some of our speakers have made. Um, we've got another one coming up soon. We've asked um, last year's keynote. Really nice guy. Horrible tragedy with this house recently. What the heck was his name? Sean Powers. The great and almighty Sean Powers is going to make us a, a, a nice video about I can't go to OLF, but you should. If you go to this this how to help how dash to dash help page on ohiolytics.org, um, there's there's instructions there on if you want to volunteer how to how to get in touch with our volunteer coordinator, uh, how, what you can do just simply if you're a Twitter user, if you're a Facebook user, if you've got a blog, um, etc. etc. and so forth. All right, All excellent. Right. I do have a couple. Go ahead. I was just sorry. I'm saying help us spread the word. Uh, I do have a couple more things I want to address, uh, and I'll let you guys run amok after that. The first was uh, back a while ago in the chat room, while we were talking, there was a question that did get answered in the chat room, but you should probably answer it on the air for those people who might be interested. And let me preface this by saying we want to encourage everyone to go to the Ohio Linux Fest, if at all possible, even if you're just a free registrant. Uh, the more bodies that fill those rooms, the more the sponsors will like it, and the more you'll get out of the experience by showing up uh, in Columbus, you know, on the 10th of next month. But for those people who can't, for whatever reason, show up at Ohio Linux Fest, will some of the content or all of the content be available post-show uh, for, for those people who uh, just can't make it? Speakers are going to be offered the opportunity to have any slides and uh, recordings of them that we make placed up on our website. Now, they have the option, you know, it's their content, they have the right to say no, they don't want their slides up there, they don't want to be recorded. Uh, if they agree to it, stuff will be released under Creative Commons license, which in which they retain ownership to their slides and to their words. Um, but we should be able to get stuff up. We actually we should be able to get stuff up around the time of the conference. Knock on the rocks in my head. No other major disasters occur. So, yes, people will be able to, to at least listen to and see parts of the conference if they cannot join us. Okay, and let me reiterate that people should definitely join if at all possible. Um, we want people to show up at the show. I personally would like people to show up at the show because I'm going to be at the show and I'm going to be an exhibitor. So if for no other reason, folks who are listening to me, show up just for that. Uh, make sure to tell at least 200 of your closest friends to go to the show as well. I'm sure the OLF folks will be really happy about that. And back oh, to the... Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, back to the T-shirts. Uh, I would like for somebody to get out the information on who created them, who did the design, and Who's printing them and all of that? Uh, I'm sure they would love some publicity. Our T-shirts, as well as the flyers, come from, and I'm trying to look it up because I always get their name wrong because I'm not the smartest bear. 
That's them. Uh, WRL has been working with the Ohio Linux Fest for about 600 million years, and they've been uh, a, pretty much our our partner for helping us get stuff done, like our our programs, um, the t-shirts design. Um, they designed these really amazing flyers that are on that How to Help page. Um, they've actually been giving us a hand with our new website, which um, got created fairly quickly after we had a massive server disaster, unfortunately. Um, they're just really wonderful people. Can't say anything bad about them. Okay, well, okay. you probably could, but you're not going to. <laughs> well, I can say something bad about everybody, but... Well, yeah, exactly. But we know better than that. Okay, so I think it's probably about time to wrap it up. So let me just run down the list here and see if anybody has anything they'd like to add to what, you know, the Ohio Linux Fest content that we've already talked about. We'll start with Moose, since you're the big talker here. Is there anything I forgot to ask about or anything you forgot to talk about? I'd like to re-mention I briefly glossed over the diversity and open source workshop. A lot of people sometimes feel that their worth to a open source project is not held up as well as some other people. The idea here is that um, what can what can we as an open source community help other open source communities be more open to everybody? And there's a lot of open, as as the uh, the diversity page says you. Know, the, the old saying on the internet, nobody knows you're a dog. Well, what happens when someone finds out you really are a dog? A little more about the open source medical track. This is not just for people who are already in the medical profession. A lot of the talks are about things like um, your health records. You own your health records, but how do you keep track of them? Um, what's being done out there to help you keep track of your own records and share this with all of your healthcare providers and done in such a way that there's nothing proprietary going on. Um, there's, there's a lot of really interesting talks going on in, in this stuff. Um, also about, you know, there's a, a really neat one I wish I had the time to see about virtual medicine um, and, and what computing is doing, especially open source computing is doing and sharing medical information. Also, real quick, quickly, I'd like to touch on some of the other OLFU classes. I mentioned before they're intended for sysadmins. They're for, for people who – it's a color professional track because it's, it's originally meant for people who work with computers professionally. So we have, we have classes on <laughs> our old friend Nagios um, about deploying IPv6, about uh, Linux troubleshooting, about cloud storage, we have classes on um, Python intend for people who are programmers but are new to Python and who want to use Python as administration about uh, managing data centers. So if you take a look, there's a bunch of different classes, and they're uh, mostly half days, so you can mix and match these classes. I honestly I wish I had a chance to check those out, but I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll get the opportunity. Uh, those are right up my field. I, I am a sysadmin. I'm a member of LOPSA and, and all of that, so it would be kind of cool to check those out, but I'm not going to get a chance. But uh, I definitely want to thank you for stopping by, Moose, and all, all the great thank you for all the great information you've given us about Ohio Linux. Thank you. 
So let's uh, go on to the next person on my list, which is Rob. So, Rob, have I forgotten to ask you anything, or is there anything else you want to drop in about the exhibition or anything else about Ohio Linux Fest? Oh, Russ, I think we covered uh, most everything. Um, uh, the only thing to really say is that we look forward to having you uh, with us. Uh, you always have a great booth every year, and uh, we look forward to it. Well, I appreciate that. Our booth is going to be better than ever this year. We've got some uh, cool things that I've got cooked up, so we should be interesting to folks who stop by, uh, even folks who aren't particularly interested uh, in amateur radio. They will be by the time they leave, I guarantee it. So thanks for stopping by, Rob. We do appreciate it, and I look forward to uh, having a lot of people, including us, show up at the show. Yeah, thanks again. All right, Bear, you're next up on the list. Anything else uh, you want to talk about or anything else I forgot to mention? Yeah, I think we pretty well covered it. But one of the things I did want to point out was if you really want to be able to get up close and talk to some of the people who are developers and software uh, and hardware and stuff, this gives you a good chance to do that because we are in such an intimate area right there that you can, you can go in and take your pick of any of the talks that are being given in any of the big rooms that we're having and then come out and uh, go back to the booth and actually talk to them. Um, one of the people last year that was at her, and I hope they came this year, was Oracle. And he had actually come, the gentleman had actually come from another Linux presentation directly to us, and he was actually amazed at how much the people uh, really wanted to talk to him about uh, the Oracle, the software. He was just amazed. So, yeah, this gives you a big chance to really get a chance to really uh, talk with people and get to know things better. Yeah, that's a good point. One of the great things that has always been a part of all of the conferences that I've attended over the years is that you get FaceTime with the people who develop the products, who know the products best, who do customer support, who do tech support, and all of that. That's what they're there for, and that's the whole point of having these conferences. And you you know, you know, don't get the same experience when it's over the phone or via email. So definitely get, definitely a good point. I mean, we had, uh, it, was, it was surprising, right up until uh, like the week before, we wound up with over 900, almost 1,000 people registered last year. And then we had another five, almost 500 people walk through the door uh, Saturday morning. So we were looking at 1,400 people for last year's convention. And we're hoping to do that this year again, if not more. So people, please come on out, register. Uh, you register as an enthusiast. We would encourage you to register as a supporter to help us keep putting these on in years to come. Uh, but either way, we'd like to see you there. Sounds good. I'd like to see everybody there as well. So thanks a lot, Bear, uh, for stopping by. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, and last but not least, we've got Beth Lynn, Ohio Linux Fest's most prestigious ambassador. Anything else you'd like to say about the show? Oh, you flatter me. I want to expound on a couple things that Moose was saying about how we strive to be an all-inclusive show for those who are fans of other operating systems, in particular our favorite open source operating systems such as VSD. We will have a free VSD booth as well as a PC BSD talk 
and BSC certification on Sunday. We also welcome back to our exhibitor for the Haiku Project, which is excellent for folks who have always been fans of the BOS operating system. It's great to have them back and around because we do appreciate freedom really across the board. I also want to press upon this audience that you do not have to have a minimal knowledge entry to attend the Ohio Express. I don't want anybody to come in and think, I don't know enough about Linux to attend something called a Linux Fest because we truly have something for everybody. We have the Linux Basics class where you can have hands-on experience with installing a Linux system. You want to go that road. If you want to go the road of you just want to casually show up, see if there's anything that interests you, we've got plenty of talks concerning the desktop experience. Check out free software that's available for platforms beyond Linux, and you'd be surprised what you already know, what you're already using that happens to be free software and open source software that you just take for granted and uh, use every day. I also want to note that there is no age requirement to attend the Ohio Linux Fest, that we especially love students at the Ohio Linux Fest. I want to give a plug slash shout out to the landbill.org. That's landbill.org. They are an outstanding group of West Virginia University students who drive on out and demonstrate how you can play video games on Linux. They will have eight workstations set up so that people can sit down and casually see what sort of games are available for the Linux platform that should be exciting to just about anybody who enjoys the action sort of gaming scene. Ooh, I'm playing video games all Saturday. You can run the conference. <laughs> <laughs> now you've done it. <laughs> no, you don't, Moose. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, it's excellent. It sounds like I've got, it's... I've got to work this hard. You're going to work that hard. Yeah. You you guys all work hard. I know. I know what it, I know what it's like to. I mean, I haven't even done a conference yet, but just trying to get one started is a huge chore. So I know what it must be like to uh, try and get one of the, to keep one of these things rolling. So anyway, thanks, Beth Lynn. I do appreciate um, all of the information. It sounds like it's going to be a very fun, very full time for everybody who attends Ohio Linux Fest this year, and we hope that everybody certainly does. So thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having us. Well, yes, thank you very much for having us. 
believe me, we really appreciate everybody coming by and talking about the show, and uh, we love going to the show. I, I kind of wish we stumbled upon it earlier, had been doing our show longer so that we could have attended more of them, but we'll take what we can get. So thanks, everybody, once again. Uh, we're just about ready to wrap up the show here. I, before we go, I wanted to make sure that I send out a very happy birthday to our illustrious show notes creator, Bill, K9WKA. I know it's a little late, but thanks so much, Bill, for all the hard work you do for the show. We really appreciate it, and we hope you had a great, great birthday. So thanks so much. Thanks, everybody, for showing up from Ohio Linux Fest. Make sure you check it out September 10th through the 12th this year in Columbus, Ohio. Go to ohiolinux.org. All the information is there. Book your hotel room. Make sure you register beforehand, and we hope to see everybody there. For Richard, KB5JBV, who couldn't be here tonight, this is Russ, K5TUX, from Between the Peaks in the Pine Forest of North Central Arkansas. This has been Linux in the Hand Check, episode number 45. We will catch you all in a couple of weeks. <laughs>